folks, thank you for taking time to tune in to week two of Starting Point. We're so glad you decided to join us. Take a minute right now and download the fill-in-the-blank from the notes that we sent you. Follow along in this lesson, and you can bring those notes to the very next class. Why don't you join us now as Pastor Mike talks about the core values and mission of the Grace Place. Core values. Core values. What are... Core values is what we value most. Now, we talked about the five-fold purpose of the church, and that's what every church ought to, be, ought, to, ought to be doing. Every church ought to be about fellowship, evangelism, worship, discipleship, and giving. What are we about as, as the Grace Place? What are, what are we about? What is our DNA? What is, who are we and what are we all about? That's what core values are. What we are all about at the Grace Place now these are not all of our values, it's not that these are just, these are all the only thing that we value, but these are what we value most. Now I understand that not, not just the church is discovering their core values, companies are discovering their core values, you know everybody's doing this and been doing it for a long time, I understand that. But a few years ago, uh, I sat down with my staff. We spent hours and hours and hours discovering what our core values were and what we were all about. And we came up with, how many did we come up with? How many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Are there seven? Okay. The experts say, and I'm not an expert, but the experts say that a, that a church or an institution or a company can only concentrate on five to seven values effectively five to seven, and so we narrowed it down to seven. And I've talked about a lot of these things already, so I'm gonna be able to move through this really quickly, and we are gonna do it in the next 20 minutes. So number one, we value serving people. We value serving people. Now, when we, came, when we discovered our value, then we wrote a sentence or two, and we spent hours getting just the right word and saying it just the right way. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tell you what our core value is and then I'm gonna read you what it says under it because like I said, this, you know, we could just say this and you wouldn't think much about it, but I'm telling you, we poured over this. I mean, we argued over this. We fought over this word, that word, to make sure this was really who we are. And I think, I think when we're done, you can say, yeah, that's who you are, who we are. Okay, we value serving people. And here's how we describe this. Our desire, now we're talking about the Grace Place, talking about our church right now. Our desire is to cultivate a loving, Christ-like environment that will foster the growth of relationships through fellowship and ministry. So we value serving people. Jesus said, by all this, by this all will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. So we value serving people. That's, that's, that's where our caring people, caring for people comes in. Somebody said people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so we do that. 
Uh, we do that through our care ministry. We also do that by um, specifically um, putting pastors in place um, to help certain uh, ones, certain age groups. Let me make sure I'm not jumping ahead of myself. I'm jumping ahead of myself, so let me go on. All right, let me move on. All right, number two, we value sincere worship. We value sincere worship. And here's a, here's a sentence we wrote for that. We are committed to creating a God-exalting atmosphere. We are committed to creating a God-exalting atmosphere that leads to a genuine, life-changing encounter with God. See, our worship is not a, con is not a concert. It's not a concert. It's not a place to spectate. We want you to participate, not just spectate. Let me move on. We value, because I've talked about just about all this, we value sacrificial giving. Here's the sentence we wrote. We believe in the cheerful. Say cheerful. <laughs> we believe in the cheerful. <laughs> Say, Pastor, why do people clap? when you announce the offering, because I taught them to. <laughs> Why did I teach them to? Because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. We value sacrificial giving. We believe in the cheerful and faithful. Say faithful. Hey, if your car starts two out of three times, would you call it faithful? If your wife came home five out of seven nights a week, would you call her faithful? No. We believe, so if you tithe every once in a while, are you faithful? We believe in the cheerful and faithful giving of our God-entrusted resources as a tangible, say tangible, as a tangible expression of our faith. I like to say this, anybody can sing. I didn't say anybody can sing well. But anybody can sing. Anybody can open their mouth and sing songs off of a wall. And take a lot of commitment to sing. Anybody can sing, tithe. Tithing is a tangible expression of our faith. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let me just tell you that, that if you get mad uh, when the preacher talks about money, you probably ought not come here. Because I'm going to give you a lot of opportunities to get mad. Because we're not afraid to talk about money at, the church, at our church. Why is it everybody wants to talk about money everywhere but at the church? 
But we're not afraid to talk about money. See, one of the things, not only did God, I, I've discovered in the last 42 years that God has, 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 has wants out of me. He wants me to love people unconditionally. He wants me to, he wants me to pour in the oil and the wine, of wound, wine of, on wounded people, caring people, caring for people. He wants, me to, he wants me to join hands with ministries around the world through, through missions. But he also wants me, and I've done this for the last 30 years, he wants me to teach and train people on how to handle their finance. Do you know the number one problem in marriage is finances? So I'm not afraid to teach about money, not afraid to talk about money. Money is three things. It's a tool, it's a test, and it's a testimony. Okay? We clap when we receive the offering because we give hilariously. We give joyfully. All right, the next value. We value sharing the gospel. And here's the little sentence we wrote for that. Our goal is to support world... Let me start again. Our goal is to support world missions and make an ever-increasing effort to win the lost through outreach and evangelism. And we already talked about that earlier, so I don't have to go over that. And don't forget about Dream 135. And we already talked about that. So we can move on. The next one, we value sowing practical truth. And here's what we wrote about that. We aspire to present the uncompromised, say uncompromised. We aspire to present the uncompromised Word of God and how it applies to our daily lives in a manner that is easily understood. Someone asked me in the break, why do you put your sermons together the way you do? Why do you, it's called alliteration. Why do you alliterate your sermons? Why do they all start with R or with S's or with P's or whatever? Well, it's systematic. But it puts it in a package that you can take home with you. I said to this person, I said, have you ever listened to a pastor for 30, 45 minutes? And after they got done, I said, well, he said some good things, but what did he really say? Or I've heard some that I thought, what did he say? Okay. You may or may not like my preaching, but you know what I say when I get done, right? You know what the message was? It's clear, right? I didn't say it was good, but it's clear. Okay? That's part of our core value. We aspire to present the uncompromised Word of God. Well, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. A lot of people doing that. But also how it applies to our daily lives. See, I could spend 35 or 40 minutes on Sunday morning telling you how to get from Dan to Beersheba. But I don't think anybody's going from Dan to Beersheba this week. But you are going home to your families. You are going to your work. You are, you know. So, so I want to preach not only the uncompromised Word of God, but I want to teach you and preach to you in a way where it will apply to your everyday life. It's not just good for Sunday. It's good for Monday and Friday and Saturday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And that is easily understood. Easily understood. Okay? That's one of our core values. 
And we've got scripture for all that, don't have time to go for it. All right, then we value the sanctity of family. And here's what we wrote about that. We are devoted to uh, building and strengthening, strengthening families by providing ministry for all ages. Say all ages. And encouraging personal family time. Did you know that there are churches, and especially new ones that are starting up, they only have one target audience? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but their target is, maybe it's that 18 to 30 generation. That's our target, and that's their target. Well, that's fine, but that's not our target. Our target at the Grace Place is, we are devoted to building and strengthening families by providing ministry for all ages, say all ages, and encouraging personal family time. So, so we don't just target one age group. We desire for all ages to be loved and cared for at the Grace Place. And so because of that, we provide a staff pastor for every age. Um, pastor Pam is our children's pastor. Doesn't mean I'm not their pastor, but, but how many know I got 461 people on Sunday morning. That means there's 550 people that call this their church. Well, I can't, I can't take care of 550 people all total. So I gotta have some help, right? So I've got Pastor Pam, she's our children's pastor. And it's her job to stay connected and stay relevant and stay up to date. I mean, no, I'm kind of, I kind of lost probably touch with, you know, on a regular basis with kids, all right? Other than just, you know, loving them as a pawpaw, which I can do. All right, so we have Pastor Pam. Pastor Steve is our youth pastor. He's also our young adults pastor. He, that's his focus. Okay, and then Pastor uh, Sean, uh, he's our young families, our young families, okay? And then, uh, and then uh, you know, for the kind of the middle-aged uh, people, uh, kind of my, kind of, uh, I, I can, you know, kind of target those. And then, and then uh, uh, Johnny and Linda Showalter, they're not necessarily staff, uh, but they are doing an incredible job with our Caleb's. And that's their target. And they're semi-retired, and so their target, and they have other people that help them uh, with this. And so, and so whether you're a babe in arms or you're 90 years old, which our oldest member is 89 years old, okay? We want to love on every single one and care for every single one and have people strategically in place to help them, all right? And then the last one, we strive. We value striving for excellence in all things. And here's the little one, the little um, uh, explanation or description of that core value. It says, with God is our example in giving his best. We will endeavor to present our best to him in all that we are and all that we do. I like that. I like that. With God as our example in giving his best. How many? God so loved the world that he gave his what? His one and only son. So with God as our example in giving his best, we will endeavor to present our best to him in all that we are and all that we do. Now, we need to understand what excellence is. Excellence is not doing something better than someone else. That's not excellence. 
Excellence is not doing something better than everybody else. Excellence is doing our best with what we have. See, I can't take our worship team and compare it with a church of 10,000 and say, well, we're not excellent because our worship team doesn't match theirs. Well, first of all, it might. <laughs> it's pretty cotton-picking good. Okay? But I can't say we're not excellent because our worship team isn't, doesn't compare with Hillsong. No. Our, our, our worship team is excellent because we're not comparing it with Hillsong. We're not comparing it with any other church. We're comparing it with ourselves. We're comparing what we produce with what we have to work with. And I think when you take what we have to work with, we have an excellent worship team. And if you were going to compare apples to apples, I would put it up against any church of 500. And we're not even a church of 500, okay? But excellent, we're, excellence is not doing something better than everybody else. Excellence is doing the very best we can with what we have. Uh, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men. We're not, trying, we're not working for men, we're working for God. And listen to this, 1 Corinthians 3 and 13 says, His work will be shown for what it is. Talks about, it's talking about the judgment seat of Christ. The day will bring it to light. It will be revealed, our work will be revealed by fire. The fire will test the quality, say quality, the fire will test the quality of each man's work. Let me say these things. First of all, we're not in competition with any other church. Let me say this. We don't do something just because some other church is doing it. Don't come in here and say, well, they were doing this over there where I came from. Well, my question is, if it's so good over there, what are you doing over here? I said, if it's so good over there, what are you doing over here? So don't do that. And besides that, we're not over there, we're over here. And we're not them, we're us. So don't, you know, we're not gonna do it just because somebody wrote it in a book. 